Welcome to iFocus Podcast, where we connect, inform, and engage business leaders and entrepreneurs on international business opportunity. Let's start the show. Hello, hello. This is Heidi Palprada coming to you from Houston, Texas with the iFocus Podcast. Today, I have the honor and privilege of introducing to you Miss Eileen Dong. She is a Presidential Lifetime Achievement Award recipient, a TEDx speaker, and now author of a fabulous book. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Heidi. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and just start off with what's the first thing I, I have on my mind. When I saw the title of your book, Thank Your Predator, this is such a powerful title. And I know that you've worked, you know, you work so hard fighting for against human trafficking and against victimization and, and for and for human rights. And this book has been a, a long time coming. And I remember we spoke about it before in the past. I'm just, you know, I'm curious how you came to that title. It's such a powerful and empowering title. Well, thank you for asking this question. Like you said, um, it has been a long time coming. I uh, must say that um I have to come back and forth several times because of the trauma I had to relive uh, while writing this book. But I have come to realization after having so many versions of the title that I do have to thank my predators, actually plural, because um, of my polyvictimization. The reason being that when I was going through that, uh, to give you a background, I went through polyvictimization, meaning multiple uh, times through different predators. While I was away from my family, all my family members are in China, 8,000 miles away. I went down on my knees and cried out to God, angry with God, like, why? Why are you bringing this to me here in America with no support system? And I was devastated and had nowhere to go. And that's one thing lead to another and more victimization. But in short, because of that, I really was at the at the point that you know I have to seek for life. Uh, it, it was like life or death. It, there was no choice, so I have to make it. And while I was exploring that, I was going through you know how do I get back on my feet? How do I go through my trauma? How do I really make it? I have to, you know, find a, a life really to to start over again as a baby, to start with new friends, a new place, and everything. And in this book, I'm gonna share with my experiences, which I want with the purpose of highlighting that there is light and hope at the end of the tunnel. And I'm speaking to you if you are listening that you are still going through that you haven't come out yet for various reasons, then there is hope and at the end of the tunnel. And I am going to share in this book about the trauma recovery. I have compiled with medical advices from my therapists with my own knowledge. Today, I speak about cultural competency, about trauma-informed, about uh, survivor-centered, and I have compiled my own knowledge and practices and research and with the case studies in a book to talk about what is the best practice in terms of trauma recovery. 
what is the best practice in terms of uh, if you are law enforcement or victim service provider, what are some of the approaches? What is the situation about cultural competence in the cultural stigmas? And I want to say that when I was working in this field, I realized that I thought it was just for Asian because I'm from China. I thought, well, you don't understand me because I'm from China. But as I am speaking in public so many times, I got people from uh, Arabic cultures. I have people from Hispanic cultures. I have people from Latino cultures and everyone, African-American, everyone coming to me say, you know what, Eileen, this happened to me too because this happened in my country. Or oh, Eileen, here, I am American, but in our culture, we call this what happens in the family stays in the family. But I have come up with the best practices for them as a companion book through my training that they will be able to learn more best practices through these case studies. But more importantly, why I do, uh, I call this thank you predator because I would not have been where I am here today. And to give you a little bit background, I am a petroleum engineering uh, engineer. I'm a NASA scholar. I am a supply chain executive. I used to work in a completely different world. I had never even imagined myself being working in this field. And today I must say that I go to bed, think about this and wake up thinking about this. And I am like, fully committed to working this fight. But if it wasn't for my predators, I wouldn't be here today. So I do thank my predator for challenging me for the limitless limit, which I call to bring me where I am today. And this is not the end, this is just the beginning. And I want to share with you all listening that if I can do this, so can you. There is hope and light at the end of the tunnel. Thank you. So your book is a, is kind of a guidepost for people that are that need to heal and need to come out. You were saying that you know it, it's it's a cultural barrier that a lot of people don't speak out and don't because a lot of people would be shocked that somebody as as from your background, the daughter of a doctor, from a good life, would come to this country and fall into such a such a trap. Can can you tell us a little bit about how that happened? Yes, so you know the book. Have, I want to add that it, it is definitely a guide, as a, what we call a guide to trauma recovery from uh, abuse. That is definitely a guide for a victim right now, and I hope you will be a survivor and a thriver. But it's also uh, explains about the cultural competency, the cultural stigmas, and other components about uh, that will be helpful as a, a training compa companion book for law enforcement as well as the victim service providers. Now going back to my story, uh, yes, so I want to tell everyone that anyone can be a victim regardless of your education background, your socioeconomic status, your race, nationality, gender, anything. I know survivors from as young as several months old to as old as 80 years old. So. Yes, it's true. I know elders are also victims of trafficking. So that's really what I want people to know. Another thing I want people to know is that with the recent movie of The Sound of Freedom, people might think that, well, this is really very sad and very tragic, but this is not happening in my backyard. 
I want to let you know that I just got off the call with someone from a different state that they're uh, being trafficked and the, the there, there's the boy being trafficked by a nanny in the community. So this is happening in your backyard. And that goes back to me. So I came here sick for a life and I was um, what my friends called naive. So I, you know, I fell into this grooming process, which is literally like uh, in the domestic violence um, and uh, human trafficking has this intersection of the power and control. So literally what happens is you meet the perpetrator, they groom you from what we call different types of pimps. There's the gorilla pimp, which we see on the movie, really scary masculine with tattoos all over their neck and arms or just what we call the Romeo pimp. So in my case, it was the Romeo pimp who came to me and said, okay, I'm gonna love you. Uh, I'm gonna shower you with gift and everything. So primarily they want to gain your trust so that they can isolate you, so that they can make you think that they really love you. So that one day when they ask you to do things, it's because they love you and you're gonna kind of like love them back or do things back in return. And that's how I, started this but it was like one thing led to another while i was escaping my situation because again my family is eight thousand miles away then i went to another fell into another victimization that's a, that's an amazing story i'm so i'm so glad to uh that i have got a chance to meet you and, and be a part of this you know i've met you really early on in the hope picks global Tell me a little bit about how that came about, the idea for you to create Hope Picks Global and help other survivors like yourself. Thank you, Heidi. Yes, we have known each other for quite a while yet. And I must say that in the beginning, I was very shy. Um, I did not want to uh, share my story. I was just volunteering. So when we met, I was still just volunteering. So I attended different coalition task force meetings and I was part of it and did a lot of volunteer work, but most importantly, hiding, <laughs> just like being discreet because I don't want to be on the forefront. Until one day at the coalition meeting, the former judge from the 280s court came to me Angelina Gooden, Judge Gooden, she said, Eileen, your ethnicity is not underrepresented. It's not represented at all. You need to do something. And literally, I had my jaw wide open. And I looked at her, I said, Judge, you know, this is a big commitment. And you know me, Eileen, if I give you my words, I will do it. But let me pray for it. So it's, I always tell people that it's kind of like the movie uh, Field of Dreams. If you build it, they will come. And in my case, I pray to God because when I was going through uh, this trauma, I went down on my knees asking God, say, why are you, you know, having all these things happening to me with my family 8,000 miles away? So I prayed to him um, with him, you know, whispering to me, said, you know, I am doing this because so that one day you can humble yourself and understand what people are going through so you can use this to help them. So I asked him, if this is what you're calling me to do, then tell me what to do. Because my background, believe it or not, come from a diverse background, but not and everything but nonprofit management. So I have been a NASA engineer, a petroleum engineer, NASA scholar, 
and supply chain executive, and I even worked in Formula One Grand Prix, but nothing related to you know uh, nonprofit and or human trafficking, human rights um, the aspect. So I prayed, and he sent me the sign, and that's how I got started. And long story short, uh, fast forward. Uh, today we are providing the services in different pillars. Yeah, that was going to be my next question: Is what kind of services does Hope Picks Global have available? And you said it's for all. You know that you're kind of representing your community, but it's available to anyone, any victim, correct? Yes, that is true. The reason why we started the nonprofit is because um, my ethnicity was underrepresented or non-represented. So we want to make sure that everyone is served. Just like um, the July 30th, I spoke at UN's World Day Against Human Trafficking. It says, leaves no victim behind. And this is really our goal as well. And that being said, we serve people from all backgrounds, regardless of their just Asian and or not, because in my work, I realized that it's not just the Asians had the stigma. Uh, we talked about, you know, Hispanic, African-American, Arabic culture and different cultures. They all have the similarity, whether we call it culture stigma in Asia called honor and shame, or we in, in the American culture called what happens in the family stays in the family. It's all the same. So back to your question regarding what pillars of services that we provide. So we provide educational services. We provide uh, economic empowerment for our survivors. And we also provide consulting services. So to dive into the details a little bit regarding the economic empowerment, what we call for the survivors is to help them with the job training, a job placement. So that includes if you don't have any literature background, then you can become a chef, or we also provide uh, education to become an ultrasound technician. Regarding the consulting work, we provide uh, whether it's like speaking at different conferences, doing the training, and or making recommendations for programs and or policies. And uh, we'll dive into a little bit about the policy later, SB 49, Heidi. Uh, regarding what the, the you know, what about in the moment? Somebody that's really like wanting, ready to speak out, needs help, doesn't know how to reach out, maybe is in a dangerous situation, who should they reach out to? So uh, in so we are in Houston here. There are several organizations that provide the help. Uh, the dangerous situation, my advice through my personal experience is, first of all, you must, I say you must, must make a safety plan. Don't just, you know, get out because uh, whether it's from the, there are intersections between domestic violence, human trafficking, sexual assault. But when the victim leaves, that's when the homicide takes place at the highest rate. So I urge you to go talk to a counselor or social service provider to make a safety plan. And that being said, a few of the organizations that I recommend, assuming that you, know, you will need legal help, Long Star Legal Aid, they provide free legal services. Uh, and if it, you are a domestic violence uh, or human trafficking survivor, then they will issue protective orders for you. And if you are immigrant, you will get the assistance uh, to get the T visa. There's also the Tahiri Center that they provide the legal services. But a lot of the situation uh, for our victims not able to come out is about financial reasons. What if they are in danger? 
would they if they do need legal help right. how can they create a safety plan without any right right so so how can they uh, create a safety plan so with the safety plan they can go with the caseworkers or the counselors or the lawyers who can make the referral to them but they need a safe place to stay in my case i don't have a family so the reason why i got victimized so many times is because i had to sleep on people's couches and i don't know those people they are strangers so you have a choice to be homeless sleep on people's couches and be victimized or go to a shelter. So my next recommendation is go to the shelters. There are several in the greater Houston area. So from the Montgomery County, there's the Montgomery County Women's Center. Uh, to Clear Lake area, there's the uh, Bridge Over Troubled Water. Uh, there's also Bay Area Turning Point. And also uh, in Fort Bend, there's Fort Bend Women's Center. And in Central Houston, there's Hawk, Houston Area Women's Center. These all have shelters. I know that um, there is huge shortage and we just got out of a meeting recently with the shortage numbers. In my TED talk, we talked about the shortage and there's a huge deficit. And that is our goal, uh, our long-term goal for Hope Picks Global to raise funds uh, to have a shelter to begin with in Houston, but eventually have shelters around the country. And that being said, one of our events is October 26th, the International Conference on Abuse. That's going to take place in Houston, Texas, at the Houston Community College Hayes Campus on Westheimer with a hybrid option. And is it an all-day event or is it just in the evening? What, what are the hours on it? It's all-day event. So right now we've received um, uh, just inside uh, information, we've received over 40 speaker proposals. We have to kindly reject them. So it's going to be from 9 to about 5 and 6. And in between, there's also, in combination with the conference, we have the International Book Awards. Unlike any regular book awards, we have authors who are survivors themselves or authors who are voice for the voiceless who cannot speak for whatever reason at the moment. And we will be honoring these um, recipients, uh, award winner recipients as well. Wonderful. I remember you, I remember the International Book Awards uh, pre-pandemic, that, that was a fabulous event. Yeah. You had mentioned that you had just gotten a great accomplishment. You got, you, you, you got something passed in Congress. And I'm sorry, I, I can't ever remember the initials. That's why I had you explain it to me. Can you explain it to my audience? Absolutely. So um, this is a very active legislative session. We have you know, worked closely with the state capital in Texas, as well as the national capital uh, in D.C. Um, we have several of the bills still in progress, but one of them has passed is SB 49. That is for crime victim compensation. And that covers crime victims for their, let's say, relocation to cover themselves as well as their families and other expenses. Originally, the cap was 1800 We were able to raise that with the economy and inflation. Now it will be 5000 effective on October, I'm sorry, September 1st this year. Fabulous. What a great accomplishment. And you said you have, you. you have a few other bills that are in the works. And so yes. uh, uh, what are those? 
So a few of the bills that I have supported is uh, no human trafficking in school zones. Um, so we are still in the works. About a month ago, we had a press conference and talking about a recent incident in Dallas about human trafficking that was on the news. And with that, uh, the bill itself is gonna really uh, criminalize traffickers uh, in school zones and uh, put a limit say okay you know this is the how many feet away from the school zones how many feet away from where children are gonna play and criminalize them if they were gonna traffic our children so that's still in the progress and uh, we hope really to have this bill to pass because our children are at high risk okay you mentioned briefly for a moment the movie the sound of freedom i know everyone's talking about it what are your thoughts on the film? Do you think it's an accurate representation of the situation? Um, thank you for asking that. I think the movie, you know, has received a lot of attention and I have uh, been uh, staying up to date about the, the comments about that. Uh, a lot of them, uh, including, uh, I would say negative reviews. Uh, I actually did write a, a blog on my website, uh, EileenDong.com. And um, so what my take is, I really love the fact that it's bringing the attention now to our community about human trafficking. Because so many people just like, don't even know what human trafficking is. I remember sitting in the theater, I actually had to make a appointment for myself so I can make the time to watch it. But sitting at the uh, cinema, there were these two girls sitting there. They were really shocked about what's going on. They were constantly making comments about that. So I think the fact that it's bringing the awareness to our community, to our country now, about there is this thing called human trafficking is great. But I would say the work doesn't just end there. So now that we have raised the awareness, let's educate our community what human trafficking really is. And that goes back to the pillars of our organization, not just our organization, but many organizations. I believe in the collaboration of many organizations to educate our community, educate our citizens what human trafficking is about. I've mentioned earlier, everyone can be a victim and it's happening in our backyard. So while the movie is talking about uh, child sex trafficking only happening in Colombia, it also happens here. It's well, just the, an example of one space, but it's happening all over the world. And a lot of people don't really feel like it's happening in small town America, but it is. Totally, totally. And, and you know, uh, funny enough that we have one of our uh, speakers at the conference who lived in Colombia and the Caribbean basin for over 20 years rescuing kidnapped children so he's gonna come on and speak more about you know in, uh, dive into details because i read some of the reviews they were like well this is the hollywood aspect that they're talking about just a hero but we really want to be survivor centered so i brought on this speaker to share his real-time experience about you know what's really happening over there because only when we are educated about uh, what's happening around the world. The reason why I want people to be educated, yes, it's happening overseas, yes, it's happening here. But how do we put this in a larger picture? i give you an example. So uh, the, the sex trafficking ring, it's 
happening is like the the organized criminal uh, ring. That's what I call it because they have uh, we have prosecuted a, a, a trafficker that trafficked our victim to a different state, not in Houston. But then they recruited them from another state. But the trafficker recruit them from another state, and then they also bring victims from other countries. So everything is interconnected, whether you like it or not. Only when we equip ourselves with the knowledge can we understand. And you can read more about the information about the different types of trafficking in my blog. Again, it's on eileendong.com. But I can fill you in that what it does not talk about is labor trafficking. And I'm really glad to see, you know, I'm on different councils on the national level. I'm working closely with the UN and uh, there will be more work and that will be coming in September. But uh, the most recent work is uh, July 30th. I spoke at the World Day Against Trafficking in Persons. Regardless of all of these, uh, I wanted you to know that this is just happening everywhere and it's all interconnected and it's interconnected through cross sectors. Another example is supply chain. So labor trafficking. So you just think, oh, what would just happen? So you hire this person and you coerce this person to do the work for you, whether it's like debt bound or whatever uh, other situations. But you don't know that that goes to the ethical sourcing. That goes back to, I, I really think that God works in his miraculous ways. Who would know in thousand years that I, back, in the days was an executive in supply chain management. And I know ins and out about from quality control ISO numbers, from inspections uh, to ship like, you know, FOB, CIF and different like trading uh, terms on the, on the shipment and everything. But today we apply this to the sourcing, ethical sourcing in the supply chain. Because let's say, okay, yes, look at the small picture, this victim, is making, let's say agriculture, picking chocolate. I like chocolate. So picking the cacao seed. Yeah, that's and, a large one. Right? So now do we buy this cacao uh, chocolate? Well, I hate to say like, I love chocolate, but now I'm ha having to watch the label. So is this ethically sourced? Because otherwise we are really feeding the traffickers to say, yeah, I'm gonna buy your unethically sourced chocolate while you're labor trafficking those persons. So everything is interconnected. And I swear to you, it is connected to your everyday life, you like it or not. There are people in the agriculture picking up cottons and I can just pick up, you know, uh, a suit that I'm getting ready to travel, like, you know, this outfit. I say, okay, so, but now I have to read the label, see, okay, is this ethical sourced? You know, is this company ethical and everything? And that's something that is in the works. Well, that's exciting that there's going to be a way to check. You know, we we all as that's what I was going to ask. As us as citizens, we're kind of in, you know lost often. You know, lost often as to what we can actually do about the situation. You know, people people talk about organized crime. People talk about cartels, and we don't realize how much it is really what we what we've. It's it's our dollar. It's you know it's what we choose to invest in. What we choose to put our money into, and it's a lot of times when we're getting a good deal we don't know how many people were hurting on on the other end just to get that that little discount and so i think that's something that we all really need to be thinking about more is uh is is 
you know, paying that extra dollar so that it so that it, a person can make an ethical and fair wage. You know, for, the, that, for what they're doing. You know that that's really tricky because that goes. It back is tricky. To, <laughs> it, it's so tricky because um, it's on our end. It's about yes, we pay one dollar. I think you know whether or not we like it. I would encourage everyone we must pay the one extra dollar. But on the other hand. Um, that's a topic that was raised at the national summit uh, uh, th this uh, actually this month I was in DC so I had you know discussions and we're still in the works on that but just to let you in a little bit of the details is consider this so I'm talking about ABC company is hiring these people for the cotton but there's also another company say Eileen Dong's company sourcing for the cotton and I'm doing this ethically and regardless, okay, if we would put the ABC company out of business and they are regardless labor trafficking or not, they are helping these people. And a lot of the situation is vulnerability, economic situation. I talked earlier, they, um, victims cannot leave because uh, they don't have a place to stay. They don't have money. They don't have food on the table. So we're literally going to possibly take away the food on their table. So that's something that's in the works. It's a, it's a very delicate delicate diplomatic situation, and it, it's it's so, so many inspiring people like yourself, you know, working in. And I'm so I'm so uh, I don't even know. It's I, I proud is proud is a strange word, I guess, because I'm your but I'm your friend. I'm very proud of everything that you have worked on, and I'm very proud of being a part of always being able to showcase what you're working on through 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 my through my journalism. So I really appreciate you joining me today. Uh, I definitely will be at your conference. We definitely will. International Focus Magazine will be will be proud to continue to promote that as as these months come on. And um, there was one thing I was. I'm trying to think of one more thing I wanted to ask you about your book. Where can people find it? Where can people get? So you can go to my link right now. It's, you know, uh, to publish a book, it takes a long process. <laughs> so the best way is to go to my website, Eileen Dong, E-I-L-E-N-D-O-N-G.com and uh, to add to the wait list. And once the book is released, we will be making the announcement and continue from there. You can still, because we will put a link on my website in order for you to, uh, to direct you to purchase the book. Uh, okay. And it's it's going to be released really soon. And I'm sorry it took so long because Heidi and thank you for being in my journey for believing in me. Because like I said, when we met, you didn't even know what I was going through and what I'm doing. But you always were supporting me quietly in the background. I really appreciate your yourself and international focus for all the support. But um, yeah, it took a long time because of the trauma I had to relive. But I just finally had to put the foot down to say, you know what, I just have to do this because this is not about me. I want to share the light with the people who are still going through that. I want this to be a companion book for law enforcement and victim service providers so it can make their life easier to support the people from especially culturally specific communities, but also victims at large so that they can really provide them what we call the trauma-informed and survivor-centered service. Thank you so much. Thank you for everything you do in the community and for everything, for always supporting us here at International Focus Magazine. We will certainly have you back with us. Please repeat your website and maybe do you have an Instagram handle that you'd like to 
throw out there? Yes, definitely. So uh, there are two websites. One is uh, Hope Hicks Global, where you can also find the conference and the International Book Awards. It's hopepyxglobal.org. And my website, where you can find my information, where you need more training information and or the book. And to be added on the notification list, it's eilindong.com, E-I-L-E-N-D-O-N-G.com. Uh, with the Instagram handle, it's the same, Hopix Global. For the Instagram for Eileen, it's Eileen Don't Official. And uh, it's all the same handles except for LinkedIn. I just use Eileen Don't. And you can find me on all the portals. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. And on Closing Out for International Focus podcast, you can find us on Instagram at international underscore focus. Our website is ifmagazine.net. And for me, HPP Photo. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for having me.